is the Dan Grasser Show. So you have Aaron Rodgers. Expectations are at an all-time high. You finally got a guy that you feel you could go toe-to-toe with, with some of the other top quarterbacks in the NFL. Really the first time in, in years that the Jets have been able to even stake that claim. Let's say the Jets make the playoffs. Maybe not even win the division. Make the playoffs, and they win a, win a wild-card game, right? You get a victory under your belt. You win double-digit games. You're starting to feel good about yourselves. First playoff victory in a dozen years. Substantial step forward. But that's where the journey ends. You don't go any further. You're able to consider that a successful run if you're a Jet fan. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, at Dan Grosser, G-R-A-C-A is where you can get me on Twitter. Got to tell you, though, right now, we got to get to so important business. And that is, of course, our MLB Round Trippers, which is driven by Coach USA. Now, when you think about round trippers, of course, you're thinking about home runs, right? Well, so far, it's only been, what, a little over a week to this baseball season. You got Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Brian Reynolds, who can't get the contract he wants. He wants an opt-out from the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it doesn't look like the Pirates are willing to give him one. So you know what's probably going to end up happening? Brian Reynolds is going to be traded Probably before the trade deadline, you know that there's a lot of interest supposedly from the New York Yankees, and why wouldn't there be, given the way their outfield is shaping up right now? So Brian Reynolds, though, strengthening his own case. He's got five home runs, which is the most in all of Major League Baseball here in the early portion of the season. Pete Alonso, our pal, has number has four. Luis Robert of the Chicago White Sox also with four round trippers. Those are your league leaders in the early portion of the season. As far as yesterday was concerned for our locals, you got Franchi Cordero with the big knock, his first for the Yanks. Mets had three guys go deep. You had Frankie Lindor, you had Starling Marte, and Pete Alonso hits his fourth of the season. There's your round trippers here, driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus. For schedules and fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets so got a lot of options there and we're uh happy to welcome aboard our friends at coach usa here to the program gonna be with them all season long as far as the baseball is concerned though i mentioned you know before we went to the break uh, the, the whole prospect of going to games tickets and this and that once the pitch clock took hold and it became the new way of the world with major league baseball and one of the things that I brought up was the fact that, hey, you know, you're playing quick games, which means you're spending less time as a customer at the ballpark, right? Which can't really make these organizations too happy because if you're not in the ballpark as long, that means you're not spending as much money on food, concessions, and all the other things that they have to offer at the park, all right? So you're losing a little bit of money, losing some revenue. Yesterday, had a conversation with the president and the CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Derek Hall, on uh, the MLB show. And, one of the, and, and I put that question to him specifically. And I said, well, the games are shorter, so fans aren't spending as much time in the ballpark. That means that's less money coming into your cash registers at the field. So how do you legislate that? And he said, you know what, that's an extremely valid question. It's a great point. But here's how they look at it. And this is one organization in particular. Maybe every other team looks at it the same way. The fact that the games are quicker and that there's a better pace and it's faster moving, they think that that's going to enhance the overall customer experience of going to the ballpark. 
which means you're going to be more inclined to want to go back again. So if you're buying more tickets and you're going to the ballpark a little bit more frequently than let's say you would have, let's say on a normal year, you maybe go to two games a season because it's a lot of commitment, a lot of time that you're spending, traffic, commuting, parking, all those things. But now if it's going to be a more pleasurable experience when you go and you're not going to waste as much time you know, for these long games that are drawn out, you're going to be more willing to buy a ticket and go back more frequently. So they feel like they make up the money that way, which is interesting. I never really looked at it that way, but so far so good. It seems to be getting generally good reviews. And if you're Major League Baseball, I think that's what it was intended for, first and foremost here. I mean, you see some of these game times. There was a game earlier this week that was an hour and 57 minutes, which is just staggering. It really – yes, uh, two days ago at Coors Field. Think about it. Coors Field in Colorado where the ball flies out left and right. You got high-scoring games. Games would take forever. There was a one nothing game for the Rockies' home opener against Washington. Two bad teams, one nothing game. It was two hours and 12 minutes. Two hours and 12 minutes, the home opener for the Colorado Rockies. I mean, think about that. That's insane. I mean, yesterday's game with the Mets and the Marlins. Now, I didn't get the actual uh, time of game on this one. Let me look it up here real quick. Yesterday's uh, time of game for the Mets, the home opener, was three hours and one minute. All right, fine. It was a three-hour game, a little bit closer to the way things had been. But you see how drawn out that game was? The Marlins walked 12 guys yesterday. 12 freaking guys. It dragged on and on and on. There were 11 pitchers that were used in that game between the two teams. So that was a three-hour game. If you had pre-pitch clock baseball, you were probably looking at at least three and a half hours yesterday on a windy, cold, chilly day that, you know, by the time the game was over, there would have been nobody in the stands. You would have seen all the napkins and hot dog wrappers blowing around all over the field. You know, just your typical early April season baseball game. But it seems to be working, and I think a lot of people are coming around to this thing. Now, as far as the takeaways for the two teams, look, as far as the Mets are concerned, if they could play the Marlins 150 times a season, I think that they would be World Series favorites because they figured out the whole Marlins thing. It was just <laughs> the series against Milwaukee that gave them a little bit of problems. And, you know, the schedule is only going to get tougher here a little bit. You know, they're going to be going out to the West Coast here next week. But they got to get healthy. Um, you know, the pitchers, Verlander's got to get out there. He seems to be coming along a little bit more. You like what you've seen from McGill a couple of starts here, but, you know, McGill did this last year where he started off the season really good, and then he uh, suffered a setback health-wise, and then he wasn't really able to recapture any of that stuff the rest of the season. So I take a wait-and-see approach when it comes to Tyler McGill. Scherzer's got to figure out how to not get tired in the sixth inning. This is, an, again, another byproduct of the pitch clock. You know, players probably didn't think about this, especially some of the older guys, as to how maybe their deliveries and their routines were going to have to be accelerated a little bit. They're going to have to find a way to work through that type of stuff here. But as far as the lineup is concerned for the Mets, I mean, I know that you look at the box score and it looked like a laugher that it was 9-3. to three. Mets should have won that game even more comfortably. I mean, they walked 12 guys yesterday. You know, they had 12 walks in the game. They still struck out 11 times. They went 2 for 15 with runners in scoring position. They left nine guys on base. That, to me, is still a problem. And it's the offense which really presented the question marks going into the year for the Mets. So this team that you're seeing right now in the first week of April 
is not going to be the same lineup that you're looking at, I say, once August rolls around past the trade deadline. They have to go out there and make a move. They absolutely have to. And by the way, speaking of moves, speaking of moves, remember that disastrous trade, last trade deadline by the Mets? The whole Darren Ruff, J.D. Davis trade with the Giants? Well, Darren Ruff, thankfully, they didn't double down on it, and they cut him at the end of spring training. Darren Ruff, according to reports this morning, re-signing with the San Francisco Giants on a minor league deal, where he came from. So think about that. Giants ended up getting all these guys from the Mets, you know, Thomas Sapucky, the prospects, J.D. Davis, and Darren Ruff is still back where he started from in San Francisco. J.D. Davis, by the way, hit a grand slam a couple of days ago. How about that? Grand slam. Giants pounded out like 20 runs a couple of days ago against the White Sox. J.D. Davis hit a grand slam. Michael Conforto hit a home run. Wilmer Flores hit a home run. Every guy that used to be a Met that now plays for the Giants had something to do with it. Meantime, the Mets went to Milwaukee for three days and couldn't score a run, as is the case. Um, As far as the Yankees are concerned, look, Clark Schmidt's not the answer. You know, seems like a nice guy, all these things, but he's not the answer. And the Yankees are in a situation when it comes to their rotation right now. These guys got to get healthy, right? If you want to be in this thing for the long haul, which we all expect the Yankees to be, if they really want to contend, that starting rotation has to be a big part of it. You can't have Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez doing everything. If, you know, you can make the playoffs that way, that's great. But you want to win the American League? You want to get back to a World Series? Then you need Carlos Rodon to be the guy that you thought you were getting. You need Luis Severino to get healthy, to be able to take the baseball every five days, and to somewhat resemble the all-star caliber pitcher he was once upon a time. I don't think that's asking too much. I really and truly don't. And it's also going to be telling how this thing plays out here over the next couple of days because you saw the situation late in the game where Aaron Boone decided to roll with IKF in a high-leverage situation and... As per usual, he didn't come through. He decided to go righty-righty with IKF, a guy who hasn't gotten a freaking hit yet all season long, and he came up short once again. And meantime, you got Aaron Hicks sitting there on the bench. And look, you guys know I'm no fan of Aaron Hicks. All right, the dude's been stealing money for the last how many years? And I know that his confidence is shot right now. He admitted as much, or you can kind of see that earlier in the week, and the fans are just giving it to him. I would have thought yesterday would have been a perfect time to tap Hicks on the shoulder and say, hey, great chance for you to maybe break out of your slump a little bit because, after all, you're on the road. You're on the road. If Aaron Hicks would have went up there and let's say he strikes out, grounds out, whatever, but doesn't come through, he wouldn't be hearing the Boo Birds like he would have been hearing if that happened at Yankee Stadium. You're on the road. That was a missed opportunity, I thought, for Boone there. Now, look, either one of them isn't all that great, but I thought that that was a chance to maybe get this guy a little bit redemption and to get him back with the program. You know, he's on the team. You're paying him a lot of money. You might as well try to make this thing work. No? That's just me. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Do some baseball calls when we come back. Dan Gross' show. We're rolling to the top right here on 98.7 ESPN. Commissioner Rob Manfred. People of Springfield, because of the epidemic, I have canceled my vacation to the Bahamas. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Why did Aaron Boone decide to go with IKF yesterday in place of Franchi Cordero in that uh, pinch-hitting situation and not go lefty with Aaron Hicks? Well, here was the manager's explanation. Yeah, just a chance to, you know, better match up against the lefty there with a chance to add on. And then, you know, I like I liked the chance of IKF putting the ball in play there. You know, he popped it up. But, yeah, just that. So, essentially, he's telling you that he thought if he put Aaron Hicks up there, that Aaron Hicks would have just struck out completely and not even put the ball in play. But IKF would have at least given you an opportunity to ground out or do something like that. Well, whatever. Worked out the way it worked out. Uh, Mentioned Clark Schmidt also. That's a couple of starts that uh, have been left a lot to be desired, putting it mildly. So how does Clark Schmidt potentially get to the next level? You just got to keep experiencing it and obviously continue to work on the little things, focus on location, not always just chasing the best shape or the best nastiest pitch, but just the best location. And, you know, that's an area. It's called these other guys got to get healthier. That's that, that that's what it comes down to, bottom line. Now, he just can't come out and say that, but unfortunately, that's the reality that you're dealing with right now. 800-919-3776, that's the telephone number. Yanks are going to give the ball to Johnny Brito today against Cole Irvin tonight in Baltimore. Probably going to be a little bit chilly down there if anybody is uh, thinking of making a drive. We know that there's a lot of Yankee fans that generally pack the park down there at Camden whenever the Bombers head south. Let's say hi to Lee in Brooklyn. He's up next here on 98.7. What's up, Lee? Good morning. Hi, Dan. Good morning. How are you? Lee, things are great. What's going on with you? Well, I just had a, uh, uh, a comment to make about the pitch clock in baseball. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the pitch clock brings a better rhythm uh, to the game, uh, you know, as far as all of the waiting and things of that nature, you know, like get in there and hit or just get in there and throw, you know, what's all what was all the waiting for before? Well, I mean, that's one. Of, and, and that's why generally they wanted to get this thing in to eliminate the inactivity. That happens during a baseball game. I mean, that was essentially the, the, the emphasis behind it all. Now, have you been able to get to a game yet this year? Not yet, but I plan on going to a couple. And that's the thing. You know, I, I, I'm curious, and, and, and no knock on you, of course. I'm just – I'm really curious for people that have been to games this year. You know, the Yankees have had a handful of home games already. The Mets have had the one yesterday. If you've actually taken in a game in person, I'm curious how the experience is different for you as opposed to everything you've experienced previously as a fan, you know, as a baseball fan over the years. Well, I can't wait to get to a game. I'm excited about the new season. Yeah, and you're not going to spend as much time at the ballpark. I mean, that's, you know, that's one of the byproducts of this thing, and we'll see what happens there. League, thanks for the phone call, my man. I appreciate it.
Met fans are going to get a chance, by the way, to see Senga today um, making his first home start. He got a big ovation yesterday, one of the bigger ovations when they were doing the introductions. And I think they, I'm pretty sure that the Mets introduced everybody short of the ticket takers that, that worked for the organization yesterday. I mean, they literally had people lined up. Like when they did the wide shot, they had people lined up from home plate all the way down to pretty much the foul pole in right field. I, I mean, I don't know when that started. Like, you know, once upon a time, it was, you know, the people that are in uniform, the manager, the coaches, the players. That's it on opening day. I mean, the Mets literally introduced the entire organization. I mean, they were rattling off some of these names and the jobs they did. I said, okay, it, w- great. What is this, like Employee Appreciation Day? I mean, so, so the Mets decide, you know, we got a pitch clock now. The games are going to be a little bit faster. So to make up for that time that we're saving with the pitch clock, we're going to decide to introduce everybody in the organization. I mean, when did this thing start? You know, it's nice that you give them a pop, but normally you put their face in the media guide or in the yearbook, you know, the employees, like at the back, the back of the media guide, which is great and all. But, I mean, do we really need this on opening day? you got people that are freezing to death. You know, they're paying a pretty penny. They want to, you know, experience the game. Let's get it started here. And, and yet we're rattling off every guy in the phone book that, that works for the organization. Whatever. Um, so Senga today, and believe it or not, Kodai Senga, if the reports are true, and this was the first I ever heard of this, but Ken Rosenthal a couple of days ago had a report in The Athletic that the Mets' chances of potentially landing Shohei Otani if he should become available at the end of the season as a free agent might hinge on whether or not Kodai Senga is on this team or not. Now, here's the problem with that. Kodai Senga, they signed to a contract, you know, multi-year deal. And you could just say to yourself, well, you know, get, get rid of Kodai Senga. If Senga's the problem and potentially would stand in the way of Otani being here, then just get rid of him. Well, it's not that easy. And, and you might be wondering, well, why would Senga be an issue? Because according to Ken Rosenthal, and full disclosure, I am not necessarily up to date on Japanese culture. Okay, I, 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 I've been meaning to get around to it. It's on my bucket list, like learn the, the ins and outs of Japanese culture. Just haven't got around to it, though. I've had, to, you know, laundry, garbage, you know, some errands and this and that. I haven't been able to do it, but I will, I promise. So apparently there's this whole, like, seniority thing to where a guy like Shohei Otani joining the Mets, where Kodai Senga is already on the team, and therefore would be the more tenured player because he had been here already for several months. That's something that I guess in the Japanese culture would be frowned down upon because of the whole seniority thing. So Otani might be reluctant to infringe upon that. Okay, so you say to yourself, right, the simple solution is if you're sitting here and trying to pick sides, if you can only choose Otani or you can only choose Kodai Senga, which one are you going to pick? Of course you would pick Otani because he's the most dynamic player in the game. Well, not that easy. (laughs) Because the Mets, when they signed Kodai Senga, they gave him a no-trade clause until 2025. So... Senga's not going to be somebody that could be, unless he, unless you can convince him to waive it. And look, I don't think Otani's coming here anyways, because I never could foresee him playing on the East Coast. He wants to be out on the West Coast. That's the reason he chose the Angels once upon a time anyway. It had nothing to do with money. But now if he has his druthers and he could 
you know, he's going to get paid regardless. There's teams out on the West Coast, i.e. the Dodgers, that could pay him a, a fortune. And I think that that's what's going to happen. But, yeah, I found that interesting that Kodai Senga might be the reason why Shohei Otani doesn't end up a Met. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it because, you know, if, if there were a decision to be had, I think it's a pretty easy one. But, hey, let's hope that Senga goes out there and deals today against the Marlins. He looked pretty good in his first start uh, this year when he faced that team, and now he's got him a second time around. Let's see who makes the adjustments, whether if the Fish are going to be able to counter or if, you know, Senga's going to have the upper hand once again. We shall see. I don't really sweat the Marlins that much except for Luis Arise. He's the only guy that the Mets can't get out. I mean, the guy's batting like 500 on the season, and a lot of that is because of the damage he's doing against the Mets. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Dan Grasso Show. We're rolling till the top of the hour right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. I'm just seeing something now. And, and, you know, we're a couple of weeks away from the NFL draft. Should be a lot of fun, a lot of options, a lot of possibilities, a lot of rumors about who's going where. I'll tell you, if I was a general manager and I was finishing up, you know, stacking my draft board and putting guys in the order which, you know, we think they're going to be drafted or would be drafted. There's one guy that I would take off my board right now. Like, literally, I would, I would take his little card and I would throw it in the garbage. Like, he, he's an undraftable player for me. And that's the quarterback from Kentucky, Will Levis. Did you guys see this story? He drinks coffee with mayonnaise. Mm. I, I mean, I don't know if that's just a goof, a gag, whatever. But, like, anybody who legitimately is going to put mayonnaise in their coffee, that's somebody I don't want to associate with, much less have them be the uh, face of my football team. So, Yeah. And you know what? Wonder if some teams are actually going to feel that way. Because that's, that's a no-go for me. That's non-negotiable. My gosh. Lonnie and Harlem is up next here on 98.7. Lonnie, how we doing? Ned Quimby, how we doing? <laughs> Outstanding. How we doing? How, we, how we doing? Awesome, bud. What's going on? All right. Listen, Dan, you, you know, last week, I mean, well, this week, you, you know, hilarious. Uh, the the uh, I'm sleeping with my mother-in-law. Line will go down and enter me. I'm telling you, man. I was dying ever since ever since you said that. It's just been in my head. But and it's and, and you know what the funny you... thing about it is, just to provide the proper context for those that you know didn't hear it originally, <laughs> it wasn't me. I was retelling the story of Rick, uh, who was actually the yeah. one sleeping with his mother-in-law. I'm sleeping with my mother-in-law. Yes, that was hilarious. Him and yeah. Cassie and uh, and Doc. Uh, but first of all, shout out to the company, of course. Family, how we doing? Um, but now you called because I called in because I was talking to Joe, and then you were talking about how um, you said you want to talk to somebody who's been at games and everything. Mm-hmm. So I basically I've been to two so far, and basically what I can tell you is that, like you know how when you used to be able to go to a baseball game and you had the time to like or the luxury to like maybe look around on your phone, go through Twitter, go through Instagram, and you know you had the time in between pitches and in between batters and all of that, that's all cut out now. You don't have time for that. Like, if you really about baseball, you really got to be actually paying attention because you will miss stuff. Because the last game I was at was the, the game that um, Cole actually he bulked or whatever. And then a lot of people were sitting there like, what's going on? What's going on? And if you're not paying attention like like I was, you could, like I clearly knew what happened because he backstepped and then he tried to throw the pitch. But then the judge was, I mean, the, um, the umpire, like, you know, he came out, he waved his hands. He was like, and he, he moved the batter along. So, 
it's like you really have to pay attention now. So, like, it's just like it's the game speed is a lot faster. You got the 20 seconds when the bat is on, and then you got the 15 seconds when there is no – I mean, when there is no runner on. So, it's like it's just the game speed is a lot faster. But it's like I don't know because it's crazy because when I'm sitting here at home watching it, it feels like a regular game. Like, it's you know, it feels like it's still three hours or whatever, and then you hit a time, like, oh, two hours and 12 minutes, two hours and 45 minutes, and you're just like, really? It went by yeah. that fast? And then, when you're, and then when you're there, it kind of it, it almost has the same feel as a regular baseball game, too, but everything is just more sped up. Like, you don't, like, I, and I was telling this to Joe, it's like, because when I was there, I was wondering Cobrero wanted to keep, he, he almost wanted to keep stepping out the box when he was there, and he kept catching himself, like, oh, I can't play with my gloves, I can't do this, I got to make sure I'm here, and I'm here, in the box at a certain time, so it's just like, you really got to pay attention now, because like I said, if, you, if you're if one of those people who like to be on your phone or take pictures and, you know, things like that or videos and things, you'll miss something because the game speed is just a lot faster now, so if you go to a game, it's a lot more, it's just it's the, the the pace is a lot faster than if you're right at home because at home it's just it's like a regular day. Oh, I'm just watching regular baseball. But when you're there, you really have to pay attention because a lot of things will just go right over your head. Or I feel like you could blink and you'll miss a lot. So, so that's basically I just wanted to call in and tell you that because I don't because I, you said you haven't been to a game. I know Rick hasn't been to a game. Also, quick, just want to let you know we're doing yeah. a Mets outing. So if you want to come to that, I'll send you the information. Um, it would be great if you do want to come to that. Actually, we're trying to get Rick and Dave to come too, so we'll see. But uh, Hey, later in the year, let me know in. if I can make it happen. Maybe we'll swing something, dude. Appreciate it. All right, Dan. Lon, you're the best. Thanks for calling, man. There's Lonnie in Harlem, of course. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. If I was at one of these games that was one of these, you know, two hours and four minute type of gigs, I, I, I don't know how I would feel about it. Like, to me, like I said, that would almost be too fast. Right. It's like before you even get down in your seat and, you know, get a hold of your surroundings, it's like you got to get up because the game's over and time to go. It's like, oh, all right. But, you know, it's the new world we're living in right now. And they think that the pros outweigh the cons. And that's where we are, where we are. Danny Long Island is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Dan, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Everything is fine. I uh, listen to the show. I, I happen to be an expert in Japanese culture. I uh, undergraduated with that in uh, college, oh. of course. So <laughs> oh, you, that, that, that wasn't a minor. That was your uh, your major. That was my major, Japanese yes, culture. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a carve out uh, in that called "Show Me the Money." It overrides all other cultures, mores, and practices. That are some, you, whatever your culture is, when Cohen shows up with a check, it overrides all other known. Uh, cultural, uh, you know, rules of life. So right, I'm, it's, not, it's, I'm not worried about Dan, that. Dan, you know what it is? It's the fine print at the bottom of the page where they explain the culture. It's like money yeah. need not apply to this. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. It doesn't. It's a. It's a laughable. It's a laughable proposition. But you know, I agreed with most of the things you said about the first uh, week to ten days of the season. But one of my one of my rituals is as we get ready for basketball, hockey, is that I pay attention to the games, but I don't even look at the standings because I, I, let's give it. Two, three. Let's give it a month. Before they went to 17 games in the NFL, it was a, a symmetry within, as we said, 10 games of Major League Baseball is equivalent to one game in the NFL. So let's let's wait till we get to 30 games, which would be like the Jets being two and one or zero and three. Let's let, let's give it a month and see how everybody shakes out. But the Mets lineup, as constructed, it's not giving anybody any great fears. I agree completely. They spent an awful lot of money on a pitching staff, and if it holds together, it'll work. But it. If is a big word, man. They don't have. I'm telling you. Well, oh, it's a big if. 
It's a big if. And, and you know something, Dan? Think about this. When the Mets decided to go all in with these two guys, and, and look, for my money, these two pitchers, Scherzer and Verlander, are the two most important players on the entire team. But I guarantee you that they didn't bargain for the fact that now with this pitch clock, it might be a little bit more taxing on some of these older players as far as stamina is concerned to make it through a game now that they're being asked to work through their delivery a little bit quicker. Because you see it's already taken its toll on Scherzer. I don't know. You know what? Let's let's see if he had two bad starts or he's complete. Because it's about, the, it's about the amount of times your arm throws. I don't think it's about how quick you – you know, I mean, how, how really – I mean, I don't know we have enough body of evidence at this point to show – that it's affecting the pitches. You know, these, are, we, are we are not professional athletes? I got a kick out of a guy who ran, the Met guy ran 90 feet, and then he needed to slow walk it back to first base. A cornerback in the NFL runs 90 feet to 120 feet every play for 15 or 16 plays consecutively, and he doesn't need a break. So baseball athletes maybe just have to get out of the mentality of what they've been, been told for the last 30 years and, and pick up the game. By the way, just one last point. There's been a lot of discussion yeah. on the radio about jerseys the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Best jersey at City Field yesterday. Cohen on the back, and instead of a number, a giant dollar sign. How great is nice. that? You know what? That's, that's evergreen, and that one's not going anywhere either, Dan. Thanks a lot for the phone call. That that's, if you're looking to buy a jersey, that's a good one, right? I mean, he is the Mets right now. Let's face it. The guy could run for, uh, for president right now, and he could probably win as far as uh, – Met fans are concerned. Yankees just made a couple of roster moves here. We told you Johnny Brito starting the game, so that's no surprise. They recall him from AAA. Donaldson lands on the shelf with the hamstring injury. They retro it back to Thursday, which you kind of figured was going to be a possibility. It's so early in the season, you might as well get that thing taken care of and exercise some caution. Loisic, on the other hand, is going on the IL, too, with some right elbow inflammation. 15-day IL, they retro that back to Thursday. That's not a good sign. Uh, Willie Calhoun signed to the active, uh, signed to a major league contract. He ends up in the active roster and procedurally, even though it, yeah, not really a shock, but Tommy Canely moved to the 60-day IL. So there you go. Loisic is something you got to worry about here. You suck. You know, he's been a valuable arm for you out of the pen for the last couple of seasons there. And elbow inflammation, anytime you hear it, whether it's early in the season, late in the season, it's not a good sign uh, any which way you want to slice it. The the thing about, you know, and, and back to the Scherzer thing for a second, and with the pitch clock, I mean, if the guy is tiring out in the sixth inning both games and he has two bad sixth innings, that's alarming. Now, you can attribute that to maybe it's still early in the season He's not stretched out yet and, quote-unquote, in mid-season form. Okay, fine. Maybe in past seasons I could experience that, and I could maybe accept that as being reality. But now with the pitch clock, and it's a little bit different, you might have to step up your game a little bit. You know, maybe you got to do a couple of extra sprints, spend a little more, more time doing the cardio to be able to remain stronger and fresher throughout the game a little bit longer because it is going to be that much more of a challenge for you as you move ahead. We shall see, but, um, yeah, they need these guys. They need these guys. And offensively for the Mets, problem is they didn't do anything in the offseason to upgrade this lineup. And you can't just wave a magic wand and expect Francisco Alvarez to come up here and start, you know, crushing the baseball and to solve whatever kind of problems that you have here offensively. I don't think that's unrealistic, and I don't think it's fair to the kid either. I also want to see how they're going to be able to navigate this thing over the next couple of months with Nervaez out. Are the pitchers going to be comfortable pitching a, uh, Francisco Alvarez, especially these veteran guys, two Hall of Famers? 
And you know how pitchers could be. They're going to be picky as opposed to who they're going to be throwing to. So you figure that Nito is going to be the guy who's going to do the lion's share of the work behind the plate, and Alvarez is going to have to, like, be the DH because, you know, Alvarez's game behind the dish is a work in progress still. And that's a lot to ask a kid to step behind there and, and, and to work a game with Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, two Hall of Famers. Tricky spot that you find yourself in here this early into the season, that's for sure. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. We're rolling to the top of the hour on this Saturday. Dan Gross Show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> As far as the schedule is concerned, let's get you caught up as to what you need to know for today. Both baseball teams, we told you, Mets home at 4 o'clock. Senga making his home debut. Another game against the Miami Marlins. Yanks in Baltimore tonight. Johnny Brito towing the rubber. And in case you just missed it, uh, Yanks making a bunch of roster moves. Loisica going on the IL with right elbow inflammation. Never a good sign there. Josh Donaldson on the IL as well with the hamstring injury. Uh, so Willie Calhoun is up on the active roster. They signed him. Uh, so the Yanks will uh, try to bounce back tonight against the O's. All three hockey teams in action. Rangers, as we told you, against Columbus. You can hear it right here on 98.7 beginning at 6.30. Isles are home for the Philadelphia Flyers at 7.30. Devils get a uh, national TV assignment tonight in Boston at 8 o'clock on ABC. How about that? You got a triple header on ABC today as far as the hockey is concerned. Every team in the NHL is going to be on the ice today. So uh, playoff spots dwindling down to a precious few. So we'll see how those are all sorted out. And weather permitting, you're going to have a round number three moving day at the Masters. Tiger just barely sneaking in, making the cut before they had to draw the line there. You know, he was behind it for a second, but then because of some of the other golfers there who stubbed their toe finishing out their second round, um, like Justin Thomas, for example, he was able to uh, sneak in. So second from the bottom is Tiger Woods, but he still gets to play another 36 holes if his body allows him to down there at Augusta. And who the heck knows if anybody's going to be playing golf because the weather is just a, a disaster down there. I mean, they finished out the second round today in the rain. So that is how your uh, Saturday is looking as far as the sports are concerned. Harvey, what are we thinking about the Bulls tonight? What do we think? San Jose, Red Bull Arena, Saturday night. I know the confidence level is at an all-time low. Do you have any hope that the ship will be righted? I have a, a bit of hope only because it's my team and I'll be there and they're playing a San Jose team. That is a pleasant surprise. They're fifth in the Western Conference. But... John Tolkien's out. Lewis Morgan's out. They're playing Christian Caceres as a 10. Their star striker hasn't started a game yet. And clearly all these names that you're dropping, I think most people listening know exactly who they are. I would hope so. If they have um, a semblance of knowledge of the sport, they should I mean, they're household the names. They're household names. I believe so. Or else, I mean. But see, the reason I bring this up is because I, I, I could tell it's, it, it's eating away at you. It irks me a lot. I, I know it is because you're you're not the same already today. I know this because you're 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 jumpy, you know. You seem agitated at times because like this, the way that this team has gotten out of the gates this year. What is it? Seven games already so far? Uh, six games, I believe. This is their seventh game. They're on six points out of fifteen. They're twelfth yeah, I mean, in the East. They're not of, scoring goals, right? They're not scoring goals. They're not really keeping the ball when in possession. They're 
at times lackadaisical in defense. The goalkeeper it's a horrible ga- mix. The goalkeeper gave up a silly error that led to the only goal in the game at Atlanta, at Atlanta last week. And did another error so bad he ended up bleeding. He's he what do you, well, how would you say he hit his uh, face across the turf and then ended up bleeding had to hold a bandage over his head the whole game after that and that wasn't one of those situations where a soccer player was kind of pretending or trying to embellish a little bit this was this, this was no legit, he was think. sweeping per se he was trying to clear a ball away away like yeah. so far away from his area it was real blood not not like the fake blood stuff this no was real, real blood this wasn't like the blood patches in re- in wrestling was real in blood in wrestling no 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 no. This was legit. It wasn't like a uh, you know a part three to WrestleMania or something. This was real. It was pretty real. Yeah. It was oh. so and, and you're gonna and you're gonna be there tonight. Home game, right? Home game on a two game homestand. They have um they have San Jose tonight in Houston next week. I'll I think I'll be there for that. I'm not sure, but um I'll be there for tonight. So I'm hoping for a win. I'm not expecting it at this point because they're playing so poorly. Well, you're the president of the fan club, though. So collectively, what is Red Bull Nation like? Like, I mean, what's the spirit like at these games? Are they already like pressing the panic button this early in the season? They they've already booed the team because they were down one nil at Columbus, and it took a second half rally to win the game, and that's been their only home home win this season. Um, and Brian McBride didn't even play in that game, right, for Columbus? No, Brian McBride, no Freddie Hayduk, no, you know. None of these guys. Played. None of these guys. No, Scalato as well. <laughs> nope. See, I remember those guys. I remember them. Bad memories right there, too. Hey. Shoot, if you ask me, I, I'd still be telling you that the original dudes were still on some of these teams in, in MLS like 25 years ago. Yeah, like, you would have thought we, Mike Pecky was in defense. And... Mike Pecky. They still have Tam- – is Tampa Bay still a team? They were one of the original teams. No, the the Rowdies, no. They just have inter- – No, wasn't it the Tampa Bay Mutiny? Yes, yes, I'm right. I think I'm thinking the second division, I believe. But yes, the mutiny that was a way back. There no more. No, no more. They have Carlos in- Valderrama. He was on uh, those teams. Remember? Love the hair, big Loved blonde it. hair, it's tremendous. But now they just have Miami and Orlando. Is Jorge now. Campos still the goalie for uh, the <laughs> LA Galaxy or no? With his wild shirts, his yeah. rainbow shirts. <laughs> See, like I said, that's probably the last time I watched MLS. Um, seriously, that was a long time ago. Well, what are you doing, by the way? That you can't. Oh, well, we talked about this. What do you mean? This. What am I doing? I was gonna. I was, I was Don't gonna, you think I'm busy enough? Well, you can never be busy enough, per se. I, I, I kind of am. Like, to, like for instance, like tonight. Tell us what you're doing game. tonight. Go on. Doing the Ranger game. So I, I I'm gonna sit there and watch MLS. The, That's not an option. The Dan I know is a multitasker extraordinaire. I but I can't do that because then I would be not giving the Ranger fan the attention that they deserve with the game tonight, and what I'm entrusted to do as far as providing some context to the game. I think I can't for, be sitting there with one eye on 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 the Red Bulls, right? I think if there's any game where, not that you wouldn't half half heart it, but if there's any game that you do, it'd be the last road game. No, at this a is lowly Columbus game. team. It's important. What happens? What happens if the Devils? Which, by the way, you know, there's a strong likelihood the Devils are not going to win tonight. In Very Boston strong because yep. Boston's a machine, mm-hmm. right? So if that happens and the Rangers take care of business, you're talking about the Rangers only two points behind Jersey for home ice with two games to play. Anything could happen. Anything is possible. But I don't. Come on, I ain't got. I don't got time for MLS. Danny's lashing out. 
That's what's happening here. I, it is, see, because, you know why? And he wouldn't be doing this if the Red Bulls actually got off to a decent start this year. This team is destroying him. Absolutely. They're it's destroying not, him. It's not fair to you. Uh, what, what, what week are we? Like, what's going on this week? You know, first we get a call yesterday about calling into trouble, uh, calling into question Ray's work ethic, and now Harvey's lashing out about your work ethic. What's it, going it, on here? It's incredible. It, it, it's and, and like I said, none of this would be happening if they could actually score goals and win some games. They make the easy things at times the hardest things in the world. See, in, in turn, we're going to have to question your commitment to this team. Maybe your commitment is a little above and beyond what it should be. Well, what team? I'm committed to this team. I know you're committed to this team, but maybe you're committed too much. That's my point. Well, I can't help it. now having an effect on the rest of your life and the other aspects of your life, your work, your personal life. I mean, it's too much. Well, what else They're, do I got? I got nothing it, else here. It's bringing you down. That's the point. Well, hopefully they bring me up so I don't have to be brought down. And this all, you know when this all started, right? This all started from be, at the beginning of the season when you didn't get a beanie that they were giving out. We were advertising the free beanies. Go to the first game. You get the free hat. You never got one. You never got one when you went to the game that night. And I think it's all adding into the Harvey that we know now seven games into the season. Well, look, hopefully a home win can solve that. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the beanie. I mean, the beanie's the beanie. You're going to need one tonight because it's going to be 40 degrees. You're going to be sitting out there watching your team not score goals, and you're going to be freezing your ass off. That's what's going to be happening. Right? Am I right or wrong? I'll bring a blanket. I think I'll bring a blanket. If not, I'll just tough it out. It's, it's, this is weather, baby. It's what it yeah, is. Well, not for that product, though. Anyway, we wish Harvey well tonight at the Red Bulls game. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to everybody that called. Listen, tweet it all nine yards. Enjoy your Saturday. My friend Gordon is up next. I'll talk to you tonight with the Rangers. Dan Gross is saying so long on 98.7 ESPN. Another error so bad, he ended up bleeding.